PDPW On Demand. Here's Bill Baker. Hello and thank you for joining us and supporting the PDPW Weekly Podcast. Have you ever failed at something and then later realized it was because you just didn't have the passion? Hank Wagner joins us this week to remind us to look past our failures and to not assume that just because something doesn't motivate us, that it's not for us. Here's Hank's message this week titled, Fire in the Belly. A short time ago, we discussed on a prior podcast the significance, value, or importance of understanding who we are. And today I want to talk about something that is equally as important, and that's understanding who we are not. And sometimes understanding who we are not brings clarification or helps us understand clearly and see a better picture of who we are. However, we must be very, very careful and cautious when consciously going into this area to explore, discover, and essentially believe who we are not. So then you, you probably are, are wanting to ask the question, so why go there at all? If this area is so risky and dangerous and uncomfortable, then why even go into the area to think about, explore who we are not? And I would say it's because too many people spend precious hours, days, weeks, months, or years of their lifetimes trying to be somebody that they're really not supposed to be. Trying to fulfill expectations of other people. Or comparing themselves to others and trying to live up to the accomplishments of other people. Thinking that they must do or become something that is not really in them. Too many people go on a path that is, that is laid out or demanded of others instead of just choosing to become the best version of you. And sometimes it helps to understand who we're not supposed to be to have a clearer picture of who we're supposed to be. So here's the really dangerous part. All of us have already accepted or believed that we are not capable of having something or becoming something because of past failures or experiences. Let me give you an example. A number of years ago, it was our son Sean's birthday. And uh, he wanted to invite a whole bunch of people over. He had been up in Canada fishing and caught a bunch of fish and wanted to invite friends and neighbors and over for a fish fry. And um, we had about 30 people in attendance. Pam had gone down to a uh, small local meat market and got some brats, and they were high-end brats, all different flavors, some of the best you could find anywhere. We had a friend of mine who was frying the fish, and and uh, Pam said, here, Hank, uh, you go and get these brats cooked up. And I said, no problem, and I grabbed the 
big tray of, of brats, all of the different flavors, and I took them out to the grill. Started up the grill, and I laid those brats all across that grill from one end to the other. The entire surface was filled. Just as I placed the last brat on the grill and closed the cover, my daughter Laura yelled from the house, Dad, can you come in here a minute? So I went in the house, and, and I was sure I wasn't in there more than a minute. But as I headed back down the hallway and out through the patio door of our kitchen, I saw flames rolling out of that grill. And I raced to the grill and I grabbed the handle of that cover and opened it up. And as I opened the cover of that grill, black smoke rolled out of there. You'd swear I was burning a tire in there. I frantically grabbed all of those brats and removed them from the grill in an effort to try to slow down the fire, occasionally sticking my head out from the black cloud to get a, a breath of fresh air. But even after removing all of those brats, those special amazing brats that Pam took extra time to go and purchase for our party, those brats that were, were blackened like ash on one side and completely raw on the other, even after removing all of them, the flame didn't stop. I had a grease fire going on in that grill. And I was living out my inability to cook in front of all of our guests. And as I stood back and just waited for that grill fire to burn out, I looked around at our guests and you can imagine the, the shame and the discomfort that I felt as I ruined our meal. Now, thankfully, my awesome, amazing wife, Pam, who's very skilled at cooking, said, Hank, just go down in the freezer and get some burgers. I did, and she saved the day. My point is, I failed at grilling, and I know that's what guys are supposed to be the grill master. Guys are supposed to be great at grilling. It's not my calling. It's not who I am. It's not, there, there's no motivation there. Now, on the other hand, Pam loves to cook. We're different. One more example. Many years ago, probably close to 30 years ago, I was extremely shy, introverted, had a, a uh, life-threatening fear of speaking in front of people. I failed miserably in speech class in school and in a few unfortunate circumstances even after graduating from high school. It was pretty clear that that same failure, that same discomfort was making it very clear that not only was I not a cook, but I was not a speaker. However, those two circumstances are very different. So how do we determine if it's something that's connected to who we are or who we are not? I don't think it's fair, accurate, or correct to say that just because we fail at something, that must mean it's not for us. That must mean we can't accomplish or be proficient in that area or task. I had the tremendous opportunity
back in our early uh, years of purchasing the farm from my parents, Pam and I had decided to build a our first curtain sidewall freestyle barn. And uh, Gordy Jones, a consultant and friend of ours, had said, you need to go to Michigan. You need to get on the ferry, go across the big pond, and see what Bill Bickert and the Michigan farmers are doing with curtain sidewall freestyle barns. We jumped on that boat, and yes, it was an awesome experience to see and change our thinking on what freestyle barns can and should look like. But something else happened on that boat trip. I had the amazing opportunity to meet a man and spend a little bit of time with him. His name was Carl Kappelman. And Carl shared with me lots of wisdom. And one of the things that I'll never forget about Carl is he talked about fire in the belly. He said that every person has fire in their belly. Every person has a passion or something that drives them or motivates them. And that we should all listen to that. We should all be conscious of what that fire is. And that's what makes those two stories different for me. There's no passion or fire in the belly surrounding cooking for me. However, Pam loves to cook. She loves to feed people. She loves to serve people through food. It's clearly her fire in her belly. It's what she's driven and motivated to do. It's what she loves to do. And it clearly shows. Now I had some really big failures in public speaking, but I came to the understanding over the years that part of the fire in my belly was to have a positive influence on the lives of other people. I wanted to make a difference in the lives of people. And I realized that that was going to have to include learning how to speak, how to write, how to listen, how to understand, and how to care about people. So even though I was a dismal failure in all of those categories, I realized it was something that I had to invest into and to grow and to learn and to become. So sometimes we need to be able to look past our failures and our mistakes and not assume that that must mean it's not for us. Some people have a hard time doing something else if they're not good at it. And sometimes that's what it takes. We need to try some things. We need to get out of our comfort zones and and understand where our fire in our belly is. It's okay to be in the presence of people who are more skilled or more talented than what we are. It's actually wisdom to know those things that we're not good at or not passionate about. And to surround ourselves with people who are strong and passionate in those areas. And isn't it interesting? We hear about this a lot and we see it happen over and over again that when people get married, oftentimes opposites attract. 
What a beautiful, wonderful thing if we're able to step back and appreciate and value and thank that person who's next to us for the skills and talents and the things that they do better than we do. And vice versa. So if you want to understand, have clearer identification of that fire in your belly or those things that you are not, I would encourage you to listen to yourself. Listen to what you speak. Listen to what motivates you. Listen and be more aware of those things that wake you up at night. And I would also encourage you to listen to others, but be very careful. Be very careful who you listen to. And limit it to a very small, select group. Because there'll be many people in your life who will be there to point out your mistakes. And point out those things that in their opinion are not possible for you. Few will be willing and able to see beyond what currently is to clearly see what is possible. It is a beautiful thing to see a person living out the fire in their belly. Please hunger to feel and understand the fire in your belly and then fan those flames and know those people who are in your life to help and to support that fire. Our thanks to Hank Wagner, motivational speaker, author, and Wisconsin dairy farmer with Wagner Dairy Farms and head of Wagner Leadership Training. More details about that at becomebetterleaders.com. From the professional dairy producers, you are the most important asset on this planet. Thank you for listening and supporting these PDPW weekly podcasts. Have a great week.